We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. I could talk about this for hours. He was my legend. He was my quarterback one. Taysom Hill, forever in my heart. We have a kind of a reputation of being the young, the young diehard fans. How was that, Dr. Pepper Taysom? Amazing. Hey, guys, let's keep it under 25 minutes, all right? What is going on, folks of the internet? Welcome back to the Underage Packers podcast for a special uh, episode 86. We are doing this one live on Halloween night. Uh, Big D, how are you feeling on this uh, victory weekend? Very, very good. Enjoyed some stress-free football for, I feel like, the first time in forever. So it was very enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I got it was just a good day all around. I got... The only treat I need is my Dr. Pepper. I'm gonna have a broad after this. I mean, life is good right now. The Packers are seven and one on top of the NFC North. I'm so excited for this episode. We're we're really full on winning it. So that obviously means it should be a fun one. As I am sitting here in what I like to call my niche Aaron Rodgers costume. I'm obviously repping the Adidas beanie like he always does. Um, and then I, I got a little bit of hair, hair here that I actually, it's supposed to be like a beard wig, but I just like cut it up here and it really didn't end up working too well. And I was going to actually, you know, use it for Roger's actual beard, but it didn't work out. End of story. I got Adidas. I got long hair. You get the gist of it. But thing that really puts a costume all together is my alchemist book along with me. So you know, if I was actually going trick-or-treating, I'd probably put a Rogers jersey on and carry this around with me. Um, but I think my, my Twitter post is really what, what what gets down to the fine details here, what makes a costume. So um, let's see here. We're, we're running an operation here, working with StreamYard. <laughs> so I apologize. I mean, if you can't see this greatness that is about to pop up for the people uh, watching live, then I, I apologize to you, but let, let's get this thing going. Oh, oh, wrong one. Why aren't, why, why aren't you over? T- All right. This is going so seamlessly here, folks. I'm not sure. All right. Okay. Let, let's pull this up. We'll, we'll do it the long way, but you know, I, okay. Just paying attention to Roger's detail. Um, so let's see here. All right. You know, I got my alchemist book. I got, uh, and then in the next picture, here we go. We got the folklore album that Rogers uh, apparently loves. And then I'm I'm trying to recreate that one meme with like the cartoon Wolverine, uh, you know, where he's looking at that picture or something old like that, that classic meme, uh, something in a picture frame. And he's just like hurt. And he's thinking, wow, the times we used to have. Um and so you see that obviously with a Jake Kumaro picture, Alchemist there, uh, and then so we like I mentioned folklore album. I got a football card of Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb, uh, and then also let's uh, let's see here. Let, let's bring this full screen. So oh, I just ended up taking Big B out. Oh, um, thanks a lot. Jeez. <laughs> but and then you got his uh his fiance Shailene Woodley's movie in the background. So there there's a lot of fine details there. Um so that that was a great one. Um but the the main the main attractions here, the main reason uh that we had a great Halloween weekend is because of our Aaron Nagler 
and Corey Banky costumes. And I, you know, I don't mean to toot our own horn, Big B, but I think we knocked it out of the park, man. I mean, yeah, we did a pretty good job. I mean, pretty Matt proud. Mamba is still just like he he's still getting you guys confused. And I mean, let's see here. Can I, okay, so let, let's go back over to this tab, and I'm sharing, and let's let's pull this up here because I I was thinking the night before I was like, man, this might not work out. I don't know if we're gonna do too well. Um, and then we, we just put it out there to the public sphere, and they absolutely eat it up. Look at this right here. Can you see the? Yes. Look at this killer Aaron Nagler costume from the man himself right here, Big B. Absolutely phenomenal. He's got the the Cheesehead TV glass filled with apple juice. He's got a Cheesehead TV hat, Cheesehead TV shirt, and then the classic uh, headset. But what really brings it all together is the mustache, the winning streak mustache, and even more greater. Let's pull this up. Next picture. Oh, you're doing one of Nagler's classic poses. He does all the time in his Instagram poses. Big B, round of applause to you there. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, yeah, and you get the dish to it. There I am as Corey Banky. I'm upset that Madison and Milwaukee exist. Um, <laughs> but that was a fun time. So, Yes, that was. We appreciated all of the sports and the reactions to our costumes there. Now, uh, let's get into some Packers. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Should we start about? Should we talk about uh, the Packers costume party first, or at least um, what Aaron Rodgers had be, had been going on? Sure, why not? Let's do it. Uh, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers' costume here. He's dressed up as John Wick. He hinted earlier that um, a few weeks ago that he was preparing. He's growing his hair out, preparing for a Halloween costume, and he did, he did a really good job at it as as John Wick. I've never seen the John Wick movies. I only know because of Fortnite, if I'm being honest. Uh, but there, John Wick is uh, with Bane, Mercedes Lewis. I believe that's uh, who's Mercedes is. Yeah. So that that was. Oh wait, was I not on that tab the whole time? No, I was wondering what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> well, that's all right, man. You get. I'm sure everybody's seen the Instagram photos by now. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Now to some Green Bay Packers football. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, we're we're full on winning this. All right, so Packers obviously got their win this past Thursday against the Arizona Cardinals in uh, the Red Sea, which um, might be a stretch at this point. That was virtually a home game for the Packers. Pretty much. Not only were Green Go Pack Go chants very audible throughout the mostly the entire game, but also. This is how you know that Packers fans just traveled well there. Bucks in six chance broke out at a football game <laughs> because the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Phoenix Suns in the NBA championship, and uh, people just really wanted Arizona people to suffer that night. Yeah. So that was awesome. I mean, even in like after the game, you could see when they're doing post game interviews. There's like it's still so filled because people. Most of the people there were Packers fans. So Arizona, they're doing the best they've done in the while. They're 7-0. and They've got a nice young quarterback. They just traded for DeAndre Hopkins in a year ago. And they, they just still can't draw any fans to their stadium. 
you know, such a shame, such a shame. Horror zone, yeah. And you see, now to this actual game here, twenty-four to twenty-one. It was a crazy game. A lot of memorable moments in there, and when you have a game like this with two really tough teams playing their best football at that moment, you see a lot of times those games just come down to the little plays that, you know, really turn over a game, the little turnovers, and it comes down to who makes the least amount of mistakes, plays that could go either way, and you point to the the punt that was fumbled by Arizona right before the half. I mean, it would be much be a, a be a much bigger deal if Green Bay ended up scoring a touchdown from that on the one yard line, you know. But still, just plays like that. Obviously, even the game clinching play by Rasul Douglas plays crazy out of this world, bang bang, unpredictable type plays that end up deciding games like these against two top tier teams. You know. You know, okay. Mm-hmm. About, about to go Corey Banky style here a little, a little bit. You're inside the five or whatever after getting a turnover on a punt. Special teams turnover, to be yep. exact. You don't get many of those around here in Green Bay, Wisconsin, okay? Mm-hmm. Running game has been working all day. Can't stop it at all. So you decide to pass three times. What is the what is the thought process there? Now I get now I get if they ran it three times and they would have been stuffed, I would be saying, why don't you pass? Yeah. But still, come on. I mean, you got AJ Dillon who has been running through defenders all night long. Yep. And then you just don't even use even Aaron Jones. Yeah. Like, come on. And I know like people have shown like all twenty-two film on that same goal line situation and pretty much throughout the whole game. Rogers commented on this, how they, Arizona, pretty much just stacked the fronts and pretty much were in goal line the whole game. Uh, and then, especially even at the goal line, they even increased that even more. So those fronts looked really challenging to, uh, to run on, but the plays they called instead of that were Exactly, exactly. Like, I I don't, that was, that was hard to watch. Red zone play calling has improved. The goal to go, goal to go situation that still needs to be worked on. Mm-hmm. And Matt Fuller commented on that. And you know, a lot of people look, man, we can't talk about this game without talking about the injuries that the Packers were dealing with. Okay, I'm not, I don't need to list them again, but because of that, a lot of people. Have been hyping Matt Fleur up, obviously. He's 33-7 and in his first 40 regular season games. An absolutely insane record. But a lot of people, because they got that win, dealing with a lot of those injuries, a lot of people are... How do I phrase this? Because I love Matt Fleur. I think he's doing a great job this season. He has his first two as well. But... They're kind of ignoring uh, a little bit the things, the bad play calling, the bad decisions from Al Fleur in this game, just a teensy bit. Okay. I like. I, I don't want to – this isn't trying to be a hot take at all. But I – man, I get it. You know, winning without Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Zedaria Smith, Gary Alexander, David Bakhtiari, Josh Myers – Alan Lazard, 
list goes on and on against the only undefeated team. That's really impressive. Yes. But to go out there and uh, like I said, really impressive, but to then call him coach of the year. Oh my God, this was his greatest game. What a, a fantastic game by Matt Fleury. This is his best season yet. As Josh, John Kuhn said, and completely ignoring the faults he had in that game. And I'm, I'm maybe they're not ignoring it, but nah, they are though. <laughs> it's just I like, mean, I mean, if I remember correctly, you were calling Matt Lafleur Coach of the Year in our group chat that we have that night. So, uh, I, mm, I remember that you did. I remember. Yeah. Um, well, maybe I was a yes. few too many Dr. Peppers in that, at that point. I know I definitely called Ryan Gudikins Executive of the Year though. Yeah. In our group chat, because of the personnel that Gudikins has been able. Uh, to achieve, and just like uh, I said, ah, shoot, what was what situation was it? it was uh, Whitney Mercedes Jalen Smith signing? People like that were hating on him all this offseason. Now suddenly he goes out and signs two veterans, very commonplace move for him. And they're like, oh my god, Brian Goodkins, I love you. Um, and uh, now now people are starting to come around. This yep. time it's actually deserved. Well, it's always. Mm, it's always actually deserved, but they're 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 not as bipolar. You know, it makes more sense for them to be switching sides now, uh, and to to give them some credit there for there's so many parts in this Arizona game coming down to players that Brian Gudikins just saw on the street and uh, added to his team just recently with Devondre Campbell being. I, without a doubt, the highest, the best value free agency signing this offseason. People were all worried when the Packers didn't. The only free agent they signed in the first wave was a long snapper, Joe Fortunato, uh, who got cut. But then in June, they see this guy, Devondre Campbell. There was so much talk this offseason. Okay, there's going to be a lot of veteran cap casualties, a lot of veteran free agents that aren't going to be signed right away wait a little bit and they're going to be on the market for really cheap just because of the COVID rules and how teams were able to maneuver with cap space. Um, and I'm sure there's a few that don't want to be on practice squads, but I'm sure, you know, obviously that's better for them to, than to be on the street. But anyways, they signed to Andre Campbell for only $2 million in June. Uh, and then just a few weeks ago, Kevin King, Jagger Alexander go down. They like what they have in Eric Stokes, but they need more than Isaac Adams. So right away, they go out there and signed uh, Quentin Dunbar and Rasul Douglas. They found out Douglas is much better. He's able to start. He goes in for uh, Isaac Adam uh, during the Bengals game, and boom, he's right away out there um, uh, getting the start and then making the key play against his former team, team that he saw on the practice squad of just this past September, and he, he gets a game-sealing interception. Uh you know, so a lot of, and then GM Randall Cobb, GM Aaron Rodgers also doing his job by getting two touchdown Randall Cobb, man. Yeah. Uh, Big B, uh, what were your, some of your thoughts on this Packers Cardinals game? Well, uh, very stressful game, especially at the end, of course, that, that last Cardinals drive, I was super, yes. super depressed, just 
thinking, how did we choke this game? How are, how are we going to lose this game? Mm-hmm. Of course, Rasheel Douglas makes everything feel better inside. But um, one thing I noticed was A.J. Dillon at fullback. Oh. Um, at least once. I don't know if it was multiple times. I haven't rewatched the game mm-hmm. yet. But I, I remember the one time picking up the first down, he was at fullback with Aaron Jones also in. I thought that was really interesting. I could, I would love to see a lot more of that. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. And <laughs> Devondre Campbell, um, QB spying Kyler Murray for a lot of that game. thought he did a fantastic job at that. Of course, had that one – one big sack. Oh, yeah. Um, forget when that was. Third quarter, second quarter. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Could but that, that feet. yeah, but that was a really good play by him on that sack, and just all around good game. For sure. Um, had its weak points, but I, overall, yes. uh, we were kind of worried in our preview that okay, it makes way too much much sense for the Packers to just run the ball and rely on their two running backs in this game. And they're like, so that means they're probably not going to do it. But they ended up doing it, yeah. and they gave the the ball to Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon quite a bit. And AJ Dillon, man, after fumbling two times against Washington, he was ready to play Thursday night against Arizona. Great game for him. I don't have the stats on him. And uh, he he was looking like Derrick Henry out there. Like he he was not like getting tackled when the no. first defender hit him. It was always the second or third um, defender who met him. It was insane. Like he was just running through people left and right. It was awesome. Yes. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Let's stretch from like the second and third quarter, really when the offense got out of the, the spurt they were in for those first two drives. I guess I'd say the, um, I don't know the word for it, the, the, the troubling offense, the offense that Aaron Rodgers really wants to work, but isn't going to happen. <laughs> the offense where Aaron Rodgers shows it, uh, 20 yards on third and three, you know, that kind of offense. Once they got out of that offense and after second, third drive, then they started to A.J. Dillon, and he just gets going, man, long run after long run, seven yards, eight yards, nine yards, like you said. I mean, and mm-hmm. even if he wasn't hit right away, because he, he was playing really fast out there, um, he was making a lot of yards after contact. So that was really exciting to see. And then with the wide receiver position, obviously having your top three wide receivers out, which there was a lot of takes leading up to this game, once again on the Packers wide receiver situation. Some saying, um, of course, the classic, we're going back to May of 2020, that Aaron Rodgers, uh, of course, that now we see the weakness of the Green Bay Packers, now that Devontae Adams is out. They are going to go into bankruptcy. Um, <laughs> I, I tend to get. I, I've been having quite a likeness for hyper uh, hyper her hyperboles quite lately on the show. But um, it, and then on the other side, oh well, it'll be fine with Joan when free Malik Taylor, which yeah. is maybe maybe a little. I mean, they were. Uh, yeah. Juwan Winfrey got a few handful of catches. Um, and man, like they utilized Aaron Jones out of the backfield as a receiver quite a bit. Um, I really can't even recall who Rodgers really relied on. Well, let's pull up the box score here. See uh, this target differentiation here. Um, 
Aaron Jones had the most receptions here with seven. Uh, Tunyon with three. One tree with four. Uh, Josiah getting two yard, uh, two receptions for 20 yards. Uh, Cobb, three receptions for 15 yards. So for 22 attempts, or uh, 22 receptions total, 184 yards receiving. So that's really not that much between Ellers. So, But overall, a good game plan for the offense. And the defense really did not do too bad against the Cardinals. Um, in the fourth quarter, they started to slip a little bit. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins also being out for the majority of the second half also plays a big part in that, obviously. Um, but the defense did really solid. Um, and, uh, that's really complimentary game of football and, uh, able to get turnovers at the right time. Uh, two interceptions on Kyler Murray. Oh, and I, how am I forgetting? I'm just looking at the box score now, seeing how many times Kyler Murray was sacked, how many times he was pressured. What a phenomenal game from the Green Bay Packers pass rushing core. Like, Rashawn Gary? Where, where, where was uh, – we were talking last week against Washington how good of a game he had, and here we are again. Rashawn Gary yeah. had a great game. And also, you know who else had a great game? Dean Lowry. Dean Lowry. Dean Lowry! Or that that pressure on Kyler where Dean pretty much pushes Kyler's own offensive lineman into him. Fun to watch. Um, Shout out to Dean Lowry, man. Shout out to Dean Lowry. What a man. This dude has been playing with his head on fire these past couple weeks. It's been amazing to watch. Dean Lowry finally proving the haters wrong. Let's go. Right, right. And I feel like I say that every week, but I but I'm gonna continue saying that every week if you keep playing like this. Exactly, man. Oh baby. Uh, gee, it's it's crazy to to see Dean Lowry finally put it together. And really like we've seen the Dean kind of go through these patches before though. Same with Kings Kiki. I don't know if it's a defensive end thing all around the league, <laughs> but they were able to get some good things going for three, four game stretch. And then all of a sudden they go right back down to average. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this time it, it seems like Dean's got a little bit of consistency going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, it could really be a, a surprising part on this team that I mentioned at the start of the year on kind of the Packers plan to improve upon last year and take another step further. They retain all the guys that helped them get to 13 and three first seed in the NFC a touchdown away from going to the Super Bowl. Um, really, refs being consistent, so many things that could have got him to the Super Bowl. Um, so they retained those guys. And just like last year where they had guys like Robert Hunyon, Elton Jenkins taking another step forward, Rashawn Gary, those guys that unexpectedly took another step up on the team. Marquez Valdez-Scantling being another one of those guys. Take another step up and uh, really help them out. So then this year, they're hoping, can those guys, and then have another few people that might be unexpected, might have been with a team for two weeks, four years, whatever, that can take another step up and help them improve upon last year, become a better team. Rashawn Gary has become even better. Dean Lowry maybe uh, taking a step up. And uh, it, it's exciting to watch this all come together yeah. for a really great, really great group of uh, players. 
And one guy who's going to have to step up now with Robert Tunyon being injured is Josiah DeGuara. I thought mm-hmm. he made most of his opportunities Thursday. Had a couple nice catches, nice um, yaks, as the cool kids like to say. Um, <laughs> thought, thought he had a really, really made the most of his opportunities. And I'm excited to see what else he can do this year, now having probably a more expanded role in the offense. For sure, he, sure. Uh, he had some tight end screens that I really like to see. And, you know, I was thinking the other day, well, um, early on in the season, I was like, you know, I'm kind of surprised Josiah DeGuara isn't getting more uh, more of a role here in the offense. But then I remembered this is like his 11th game that he's playing in. <laughs> like, you know, and he, mm-hmm. he wasn't at practice for the majority of the off season, So he's still got a lot of time to put it all together. He really struggled. Uh, I forgot who it who it was against. He really struggled though uh, in one particular game this season. Really awful at blocking. But yeah, like you mentioned, uh, the unfortunate truth uh, though with Robert Tunyon out that he's going to have to step up. And uh, let's talk about injuries, Big B. And then I, I kind of want to rant a little bit about the Thursday night football situation. Oh boy, but. Robert Tunyon, obviously, unfortunately, undubitably, just throwing out words. Uh, <laughs> Again, do you have a dictionary in front of you or something? Just... Yeah, undubitably isn't isn't even uh, the correct usage. I, that doesn't even fit in that sentence, but that doesn't matter. Like, what does right. that even mean? Are you sure that's even a word? I know. I, I'm definitely sure it's a word. I've heard people use, like, I, I've learned this English class at some point. Are you sure? Uh, are you sure it's not a word? Don't I don't know. I, ne- I never heard it before, so I'm asking yeah, you. It's, I, I, you I, apparently I, know what it means. I don't know what it means. I know smart people use it, though. <laughs> oh, just, just look it up, man. Look it up. All Boy, right. Robert Tunyon has an ACL injury that will keep him out for the rest of the year. It really looked like the at the point he got hurt wasn't when he went down or when the defender made contact with him, but it, it did look like a non-contact injury. And then Kylan Hill, man, this is such an unfortunate situation because um, he brings it out and instantly you're like, no, Kylan, why are you doing this? Why are you returning it? And it ends up really bad for him as it like I, I couldn't really see it live or during watching the game, but his knee, your knee. <laughs> Ain't supposed to be straight. You're the bottom half of your leg ain't supposed to be straight, man. And his leg, his leg was straight. Yeah, yeah that that was, ugh, yeah, that was an ugly sight. So yeah, unfortunate situation for the rookie Kylan Hill, who's kind of starting to see some uh, involvement on the offensive side of the ball. But yeah, he had Hill uh, out for the season, Tanyan out for the season, both with torn out ACLs and then Kinsley Kiki also suffered a concussion. Yeah. And look, man, uh, our friend Wes, Wes Hockwitz, uh, posted on his Instagram and he talked, it was from a, a clip from Packers unscripted this past week, where he talked about kind of the time range difference, uh, the time zone difference, uh, with Thursday night football that a away team should not have to go to a different, time zone playing that time zone jet lag whatnot and then you know the injuries are going to just flood in and like we've seen so many times on thursday night 
And Wes mentioned this in his clip too, that Thursday night, it's not going away anytime soon, as long as the NFL is making money off of it. But the constant injuries, it's hard to see. And just a bad product on the field. I'm not even talking about the poor choice of teams that we've seen recently, but (laughs) because of this quick three day turnaround, which is absolutely insane. A bad product is on the field, mm-hmm. but you know, like I just said, people are going to continue watching it, including me. Like <laughs> it, Thursday night makes a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, we talked about it on our episode that it still ends up being. It doesn't matter if there's some absolutely garbage teams. Thursday night football is still always right raking in some insane viewership, but. Uh, I think Wes makes a good point with his time zone difference on Thursday night. This man always does this. I don't. They. Oh, he must have seriously just left. Left, left. Come on now. Well, I don't know what to do from this point on, but Jamal Williams was out today for the Lions. Uh, he was out for the Lions. Very unfortunate for Jamal. Hopefully he gets well soon. Oh, look, somebody's back. All right. Yeah, I I was trying to refresh it. I don't know what I was looking for, but I, I accidentally clicked that X thing. So. Just that leaving me like... here again, making me uh, talk about Jamal Williams. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, wow. What a tragedy for you. I'm <laughs> sure you're so, you're so sad that you had to talk about Jamal Williams some more. Yeah. Uh, where was I? About Thursday night. Wes yeah. made a great point. We saw it again this week. Constant injuries. It's it's frustrating to see. All right. We will have an episode sometime this week about the Chiefs game this Sunday. But the thing that is coming up before then is this Thursday or this Tuesday with the trade deadline. We're already to this point. I remember very vividly last year all the talk about Will Fuller. Odell Beckham, like always, only oh, David Nojoku, you know, and we're, we're back here at the trade deadline, and people are pounding the drum for Evan Ingram, as it looks like, uh, I swear to God, just like David Nojoku, there's something about these 2018 tight end draft class where every single, or maybe it was 2017, like the the Browns and the Giants have never been content with Evan Ingram or David Nojoku, even OJ Howard with the Buccaneers, you know, and there's trade rumors about them every single day of the week. It seems 365 days a year. There's trade rumors about them. And the Packers are again connected to uh, this time Evan Ingram uh, because Robert Tunyon is out for the season. Evan Ingram cannot catch. I'm sure the Giants might be a little bit desperate, so I might take fifth, sixth rounder. Whatever Ingram cannot catch. I don't know. He might still be on his rookie contract, or he might have gotten an extension. Can't catch. Not worth it. End of story. Let's find somebody on the streets for tight end. Yeah, they're definitely not making a move if they don't have to, and I feel like they don't have to, so we're not making a move. Not one player has interest me at all to trade in. So end of story. They're not making a move. I'm sorry. It's so funny how quickly people lose perspective on this. Mm-hmm. Because uh, last year, um, you had Will Fuller, uh, who from Texans. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I love the Will Fuller story. 
Like this is just a perfect win for us to say we were right. Yeah. Fools. Mm-hmm. The people that think this is all one giant Madden franchise simulation. People getting all hyped about Will Fuller. Oh, the Packers have no wide receivers. Oh, no. We got to get Will Fuller right now. And it, it came down to I, I have a, a image in my head of how this this dream, dream, uh, tremendous fight went down between Brian Gutekinds and Matt Fleur. And uh, I'm sure everybody on the staff was taken sides. You probably even had uh, Janice from the cafeteria taking a side with one of them. <laughs> and uh, Brian was not going to make the move for Will Fuller. The Texans were asking for a second-round draft pick. And Matt Fleur was like, I really want him. Mm-hmm. So I- I'm not sure if it was heated at all. I'm sure it wasn't. But, you know, like, the head coach and the general manager aren't always going to agree on how the football team should be run, but ultimately the general manager has authority over that. And Matt Fleur is not, he's not trying to change that, but whatever split decision here. And ultimately will Fuller, injury prone. We know that he played. So he's out for two games. Okay. Two or three games after the trade deadline. We knew that ahead of time. But then after that, he gets back. I think he plays like one game, and he's suspended yeah. for the rest of the regular season. Yeah. And so we just, were right already, like not even like like a whole month after the trade deadline. Like we were, yes. we were already right about this. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. And like I'm not saying we were right because we had the foresight to foresee that Will Fuller would get suspended or that yeah. we were with him the night he took drugs, whatever. <laughs> um. But yeah. I'm saying we're right because of the philosophy. Sometimes the best moves are the ones you don't make. Mm-hmm. And what everybody was arguing during that time of why the Packers should give up a second round draft pick for Fuller, it came down to the last minute. Uh, th- their argument was, well, they're just going to waste it. Look like look what they did with their last second dra- round draft pick. They drafted a running back. And, uh, you know, just running back, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I haven't seen too much A.J. Dillon hate, too much um, waste of a second-round draft pick lately. Yeah, but, you know, I haven't either. And now with their second-round draft pick, that would have gone to Will Fuller. They have a new starting center in Josh Myers. So, yeah, when Will Fuller has an injury. You know, he was signed by the Dolphins for a pretty outrageous amount. Um, he has an injury now. So, you know, but that's just my classic trade deadline story that I will, you know, I'll, I'll just hold on to that for a while. <laughs> the one player that I could see, you know, I, like you said, I cannot imagine them trading for a player. That's just out of their playbook. Yeah. Um, Fletcher Cox, though, with the Eagles, this is just such a unimaginable, unrealistic move. Uh, it, it looks like there is rumors that the Eagles mm-hmm. are planning to move on to Fletcher, all pro, pro bowler, one of the best defensive tackles in the game, who would be an absolute beast with Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, and Preston Smith among, uh, on that defensive line. And I'd love to see that. Yes. But the Eagles know what he's worth, even though he's a veteran, he has some years on him. They know they can definitely get I want to say a first round pick, but they can definitely get a second round pick from somebody. Um, 
I don't know what his contract situation is looking like. Um, I, I love Matt Helms' comment here. Evan Ingram, yeah. <laughs> Martin, Telspin on the Packers look good. Uh, what were you going to say, Big B? I was going to say, I'm sure um, Fletcher Cox's contract is outrageous in some capacity, and it probably won't even work with our cap situation. Yeah, and really, uh, okay, six years. So he's set to become unrestricted free agent in 2023. I'm looking at the spot rack right now, and it actually doesn't look too bad. It looks like, um, ooh, okay, okay. I got some bad news here. So <laughs> we, this is right now the final year uh, with how his contract is set up, and this is kind of smart by the Eagles. So he signed a six-year deal in 2017 locks him up until 2023 or so okay six-year deal in 2016 and they have it really front loaded they were they were really smart with this and they have it or no they have it back loaded so he doesn't get the, the salary is basically loaded on 2022 he's made the highest he's made in these past five years is three uh point three million for his base salary or no, or four four million last year for his base salary. That's the highest he's made. And then next year he's making sixteen million for a base salary. And then I'm sure it only in twenty twenty three, or no, that's his last year in twenty twenty two. So the Packers could possibly, uh, you know, they probably have some dead cap from it, but possibly keep held on hold on to him for this year, and then release him and. The Eagles wanting to trade him kind of makes sense to move on from that dead cap. Their season's not going anywhere, even though they just destroyed the Lions today. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's really no point in them to hold on to him and then have him due for that outrageous amount of money next year. Uh, so, but yeah, Fletcher Cox for second rounder, you know, I'm I'd maybe be apprehensive to do that third rounder though. If the Eagles are in, it really depends on what trade offers they get. But if the Eagles are in, then the Packers are obviously going to make that move for a third rounder. I think. Yeah, and with our history at the third round pick spot is not pretty either. <laughs> yeah. So Rotten Grudekins just like you know what I have not been good with this. Even if Fletcher Cox like plays two games for us and then tears an ACL, it's probably <laughs> better than it's, it's been a better result than any third round draft pick I've had. Yeah. At this point. Yikes. Uh, Matt Mama, Aaron Donald for a 2024 six rounder. Who says no? I mean, that's just, that seems like a really fair sided trade to me. Yeah. Um, pretty much uh, just like when the, the Vikings traded for that one running back. From the Cowboys, very very fair sided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much a steal for the Rams, really. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe Packers are giving them a little bit. Maybe a fourth rounder more warranted for Aaron Donald. Uh, but maybe Sean Sean McVay will give him that the, the the discount there. Yeah. Any uh trade deadline players you're looking at, Big B? Um, not really. Um, I'm yeah. not, not diving deep into it like other right. years. Like it's I, not- I've already set my expectation that they're not making a move. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just going to chill on my couch looking at all these people overreact and just laugh at them. So it's yeah. It's so funny, dude. 
the the Instagram neck of the woods of Hackers fans, as always, just deliver so much content gold. And I'm sure, like, they are getting hyped because they are about mm-hmm. to make 20 posts on Monday and Tuesday being like, the Packers need to trade for this player that is a washed-up veteran starter that is making way too much money. Uh, but I didn't look at his contract, so don't ask me. <laughs> like... I, I cannot wait to be on Instagram Monday and Tuesday for all of these trade proposals. You know, that's one that's one reason why I hate Instagram a lot. Mm-hmm. That um, people who say, um, is he good to is a player we literally just signed four minutes ago and we never even heard of before? So, yeah, it's it's fun. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we're headed in, into Chiefs week, everybody. We really... Went uh winning on this, but it was a fun one on how we not want to be doing anything else uh than talking Packers here on a Sunday night. And uh we'll be joined by MK Burgess sometime this week to talk Packers versus Chiefs. So make sure you're on the lookout for that. And man, I'm I'm really I'm you know, I've been looking at myself in my camera here and I'm really digging this um this backflow I got going on. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to grow out my hair a little bit now, but I think I think I should just take a shortcut. Wear the beanie all the time. I can take the Adidas logo off, but I, I'm liking the, this I got going on here. No comment. No comment. <laughs> but thanks everybody for watching. Can't thank you enough. Uh, follow us on social media. So I don't know if I already said that. Either way, we appreciate it. Go Pack Go.